The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is June 14th, 2020, and welcome to the greatest wrestling podcast ever. This is Wrestling ever. Inc. and we're talking ever, 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 ever. CM Punk on Colt Cabana? Screw that. That's nothing. Like this tonight, the greatest wrestling podcast ever, Wrestling Inc. talking about Backlash 2020. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. And uh, I guess the first question is, Matt, is it possible they overhyped this show and that Randy Orton edge match a little bit? <laughs> yes. Obviously. Yes. I mean, before the match started, they were saying this is going to be the greatest match ever. Like, on commentary, just like two seconds into the match. This is the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, they did. But for the record, that match was awesome. As a work, as a former wrestler, I, I, I appreciated the match they did put on. Especially the beginning. Um, I like the I mean we'll get into it, I'm sure, but um that that was the the hook for me on tonight's show, obviously. It was the main event. But uh uh it was good. I I, I did I did like it. It was not the greatest match ever, but it was good. I mean, Justin, think about setting expectations with wrestling. Now we've heard before oh, there's something really special planned for this match. Or, oh, people in rehearsals are really excited about what the tag teams have tonight in the pay-per-view. Like, normally, we get sometimes a little tip-offs or saying, oh, there's going to be a really yeah. special spot here or something like that. But if you th each yeah. think about what you think is the best wrestling match of all time and your favorite wrestling match of all time, that was something that, one, you discovered, you experienced, and came to that conclusion on your own. But two, it wasn't just about the match. It was about the build-up and then the execution of that match. So with this, I almost wonder... Vince, Mr. I, I'll tell the audience what to think McMahon had this idea like as a psychological experiment, could we go into this and just say it's going to be that and then see what the response is? Yeah, you know, um, Austin, Brett, I quit Mania 13, Owen, Brett, Mania 10, Rock, Hogan, Mania 18. None of these, I went, none of these had the build of this is going to be the greatest ever. You might have looked at the players involved and go, this is going to be pretty special. But it never went in with the bar of it had to be the greatest ever. So I felt so bad. I, I felt so bad for Randy Orton and Edge going into this, especially for Edge, who the guys had two other matches in the last eight years. One of them's a Royal Rumble, which a Royal Rumble, I mean, it's not that the, you know there's still cardio and stuff in it, but you know you have the help in disguise of a battle royal situation, and then the Mania match, which also pre-taped and wasn't a traditional wrestling match. It was a, a a backstage brawl, which again, not to say it's not taxing on the body, but it's a difference when you can throw somebody in a bunch of stuff, and and that's what the match is being built on. This was being said, it's going to be. Uh, clever counters. It's going to be false finishes. It's going to be lengthy. It was all of those things. Um, it, the greatest match ever. I don't know why Vince puts this tagline on the show. Backlash didn't need that, but at least this was the greatest match of the night. And that's where it at least had to be. And it was Matt Morgan. Imagine the pressure when you were in WWE or TNA. If someone said, Matt, we need you to go out there tonight and put on the greatest wrestling match. ever." <laughs> like you're a confident man, but <laughs> like, it's Is absurd. that even how you would think? It, no, no, it's absurd. You would go. First of all, you should. I, I you try to go into every match 
and try to have the best match as humanly possible. There's never a time that you don't. But um, yeah, that's absurd. It is literally like it's absurd. It's the absurdity of it is the only word I can continue to keep using because I want to keep laughing every time they say it. Yeah. I mean, I even wonder what the most egotistical talent out there. Nobody thinks I'm going to go out there tonight, man. And Meltzer's going to give this five stars. It's going to be an all-time classic. Like I think you well, think... they do. They, they really? do. Maybe that they do. But to call something the greatest match ever is better than Meltzer giving you five stars. It's the best ever. It means, you know, screw. Sorry, Carl Gotch. Sorry, uh, um, <laughs> Lou says, and uh, you know. <laughs> Again, I always use Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, but uh, you know, take a back seat, you know, because this is gonna be the greatest match ever. <laughs> yeah, Leonza Duncan, five dollar super chat, saying, uh, "I, f- I heart for the full spectacle of the match, the tongue-in-cheek crowd yeah. noises, the multiple wrestler finishes, the cinematic theme and hype package. It was a show." Um, what do you mean the tongue-in-cheek? What do you mean the tongue-in-cheek crowd noises? They piped, well, they piped in, in crowd in. audio. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They told us they were, though. I, I like that, actually, tonight. I, I did like that. I, thought, I think they should do that for every match. So with the piped-in crowd noise, it's... I it's, didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. On the one hand, with... In general, in the theme of our... Inter, in, in, in our culture of entertainment, if something has an obvious fake you know, laugh track or something. It's usually like a certain tone of, okay, this is, this isn't sincere. This, this isn't really that funny. We're putting a ha 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 sitcom laugh track. So I think that's where they run the risk is when you put noise in, when you can clearly see there's only two dozen people there, it makes it feel like this is disingenuous. Having said that though, Matt, I agree. If you, if you don't nitpick, if you just remove yourself and just watch the match, just, just listen to it. Don't think about that. We're in the times we're in. I thought it was nice to do a good job. It was nice to hear when there was when, when when Randy Orton's in trouble, the heels in trouble. He's scrambling and then he grabs the rope to get out of a submission. It was nice to hear an echo of booze. It was nice to hear at the appropriate time. This is awesome. So, like in yeah, a way, it was like this is the crowd noise that I expected the WrestleMania match would have had had Mania happened in normal circumstances. So for that, you know, I didn't hate. It. I didn't hate it. I, I don't know if I. I don't know, I don't know if I want them to make a habit of it, but I didn't hate it for this. Well, I mean, what? Is somebody watching the show at home going, wait a minute, those aren't real noises, so maybe I shouldn't boo either because <laughs> those aren't real boos. No, if you're doing that at home, you need to get a hobby. Um, <laughs> because I, this is the thing we've been talking about. Everyone keeps saying it's hard to watch these matches in front of nobody watching it. Um, the, the NXT superstars being lined up in the audience, everyone started to say, okay, it helps a little bit. That's kind of cool. But it's still missing that noise that is killing their heels. Not their baby faces, their heels, I would argue. And tonight, the booze came at the right time, I thought, which subliminally, whatever you want to call it, makes you hate that heel a little bit more in that moment. Huh? For me, it worked. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's atmosphere. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $2. I love the crowd noises. It made it feel special. And uh, Justin Lopez, $20, saying, I don't know if it was the greatest match ever, but they put on a clinic. Do you guys think it was a better match than AJ and Daniel Bryan on Friday? It's debatable, and the style was different yeah. for each, but I love both. He has nail on the head. I, I love I loved both as well. I ended up seeing it a day later, uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan. But I thought this was better. Yeah. I did. I, I really did. The psychology and the thought that they put into this was really well done. And go back to that beginning, the beginning of that match and how they were outmaneuvering one another and setting one another up. 
for like a game of one-upmanship and uh what's in the story that the announcers helped contribute joe did a great job tonight i'm just gonna joe say. was great he did an outstanding job tonight with his intensity and all his calls but um they added to the story of edge being a step too slow in the beginning it was a great story i really really liked it a lot even the drop down i've never seen the drop down on the back and just trip the guy you know what i mean uh in the beginning of the match that orton did the rain uh, that orton did to edge it was really really good stuff yeah, it was a good story, and 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 Matt, good good on you to point out the commentary. The commentary was not this match was not live. They taped it days earlier, or a week earlier, in fact. And this commentary was not live. They did this commentary oh, wow. uh, after the fact. So uh, probably good that they did because you know you get a chance to, to do the match. If you know they they did some cool things after the suplex, they had a camera actually in the ring to see some reactions. Uh, so I feel like the little bit of production they did do in the commentary was certainly a uh, top notch and, and good on them to not just take the live commentary that they could have recorded as they in real time when they shot the match. Uh, yeah. I, a great story. I mean, the, the, there was some there were some creative counters in this match, and then the finish. I don't know if we want to do this whole match now. Or if we no, wait, we'll, but, we'll talk. We'll talk about it at the end. We'll come but back. The, to it. But the finish. There was a nice little touch with the finish of, of what they chose to do with Randy. I'm going to say this, and I do not mean this pejoratively, but I felt like with the camera angles, with some of the elements, I would have felt like uh, maybe not on the last year's game, which was a train wreck, but maybe on WWE 2K17, this would have been an incredibly fulfilling match to play on a video game. It felt to me like lots of good back and forth, lots of surprises. Well, you know, like it felt well earned, uh, the victory and the finish. Um, but yeah, it felt um, almost a little simulated for lack of a better word. But again, we'll get to this uh, later. Uh, going back to the very beginning with the pre-show, we had the U.S. title defended Andrade uh, challenging champion Apollo Crews for the United States title. Uh, Kevin Owens was on commentary. Angel Garza tried to interfere. Owens took care of him. Apollo Crews ended up getting the win with the sit-down powerbomb, and he retained the title. Um, did you bother with the pre-show, Matt? I saw that match, yes. I didn't yeah. know that was a pre-show. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, uh, Zelina Vega was furious after this. A lot of the people in this match, Sans Owens, were sort of Paul Heyman's picks. It will be interesting to see with the creative shakeup what this means for the future of the U.S. title tomorrow night on Raw. What have you heard, uh, Justin, about the behind-the-scenes shakeups? Uh, I mean, well, it's be interesting because I think tomorrow's Raw was already taped. Oh, wow. So I think tomorrow's Raw was already taped prior to the real-time uh uh, change in creative so i don't know if we'll see much reflection tomorrow necessarily but maybe the weeks after that we will uh it, it's got to, everybody everybody certainly has an opinion there's certainly been a line in the sand I, I haven't i haven't heard from anybody who's kind of in the gray area everybody's kind of like either uh well you know these are unfair you know months recently to judge anybody but then there's also the case of other people making these raw you know payment's been in charge for 12 months of raw and, and the decline has been happening in the entire time uh, and, and thing, there's been a lot of hot shot things that had no real payoff that were just meant for shock value. So I've heard both sides of it. Um, it well, it's definitely going to ch probably change who gets pushed naturally because Heyman had a certain line of guys that he wanted uh, and girls to see pushed, and 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 now if if Bruce is in charge of both shows, that's definitely in jeopardy. To, to dude, if you don't change. if you don't got the scoop, if you don't got the scoop, you don't got to just make stuff up, Justin. Good lord. <laughs> 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 what scoop did you want i gave you my my i gave you what i've heard the people on both sides of it there's the there's the one side of we're in a pandemic who's you know why make a change the other that's, side of it's like it's been a long time coming that's every scenario in wrestling or any wrestling company i've ever been in 
when the Booker changes. We want to know what the facts are. The well, the facts are Heyman's been removed. Hey, but Pritchard's in charge of both shows. Whether or not Bruce Pritchard should have two or three more hours of TV to worry about, that's a whole other debate as well. Yeah, man. I don't I, I want whoever was behind that Miz and Morrison music video on the pre-show uh, <laughs> to have far more influence in creative for WWE. Uh, the amount of time, effort, and energy put into that and creativity, uh, I don't know how anyone could not have enjoyed that. Haven't we seen that on YouTube? I don't know if it was on YouTube. They went to start showing it on Friday, and then Braun interrupted them. And then they showed the entire thing on the pre-show. When they tried to show it again later, it got interrupted by Braun again. Um, I, I feel like I've seen it. Maybe, uh, uh, but between the music, the lyrics, the style of the video, I feel like they've put more effort into that than ninety percent right. of what we've seen on WWE TV in recent memory. Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, and I don't know. Like two chumps versus Braun just like an hour later. <laughs> you know, you can only change so much. Uh, let's take a break for a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode. You hear the noise. You know what that means. Male grooming time with Manscaped. Now, uh, Justin, how you been doing? You trimming the beard? You keeping everything tight here? With everything I that's am. going I, on? I have two different razors now. Two different? Oh. <laughs> 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 well, you know, things are opening up. The reopenings around the corner. There's a chance that no one has seen you without your underwear on in a few months. Don't ruin your first post quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? No. That's why Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Uh, let me tell you, myself, a guy my size, a lot of the time down there, I'm on the honor system. I'm using the force. I'm just sort of trying to make things happen. And uh, I've cut myself before. It wasn't pretty and certainly not what you want to show up on a date with like, you know, healing from uh, your, your manscaping accident. Thankfully, the Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It's got the ceramic blade skin safe technology. The snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. They're forever changing the grooming game. Manscaped with the perfect package 3.0 essentials kit that comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is water resistant cordless. It's this body trimmer here comes with a pair of their box briefs which are amazing and a travel bag which you can use when you're done quarantining and you're going places again perfect package 3.0 also comes with the crop preserver and crop reviver uh, of course the preserver is the anti-chafing deodorant which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end up with uh, parts sticking to one another you don't want that and the reviver is a spray on toner it's made of soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts which will give you a boost and you'll just, you'll just feel fresh. Uh, if you subscribe to the Peak Hygiene Plan, you also get a new replacement blade, refill for your lawnmower trimmer every three months, which makes sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean. And telling you guys, the light's at the end of the tunnel. Get it together. Keep it tight. Get your game on. Go to manscaped.com. You're going to save 20% and get free shipping when you use our code WINC. That's 20% off free shipping with the code WINC at manscaped.com. WINC, manscaped.com. 20% off and uh, your first date after the quarantine will thank you. And if you're quarantining with a partner, get in the game, man. You got to make it happen. I uh, feel like Justin having multiples of these, just, just the ability even just to trim my beard. Like I love that I only have to go over stuff once with this. I don't have to sit there and get in there. It's, it's not an hour long exercise, 10 to 15 minutes. I'm on point. Manscaped.com code WINC. And in addition to the lawnmower, you know, they have the, the nice shaving kit bag and then they got some of the other, uh, uh, accessories. I got to say the, the, the manscape ball deodorant and these warming temperatures are very critical. <laughs> the ball deodorant is very nice. No one really talks about the impact of global warming and climate change on what that does with your testicles. So manscaped, I appreciate you're looking out for us. Nobody wants to tip. have, nobody wants to have the greatest chafing ever. 
It's true. Right. Let me give you another uh, Glenn W.O. pro tip from my earlier dating days. Um, sometimes if you've, uh, you know, have a particularly vigorous uh, date, things go incredibly well uh, in that travel bag, keep in your car, keep that, those extra boxer briefs, keep a clean t-shirt. It's kind of nice sometimes, you know, that uh, you can just sort of freshen up when you need to really helps manscape.com promo code WINC to save 20% and get free shipping. And we thank them for sponsoring the wrestling Inc podcast. Let's talk about the triple threat women's tag team title match, the Iconics versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. And uh, I feel like, you know, we've discussed this blueprint thing. I guess it's on the cover of Vogue. Did you see this? Someone tweeted at me. They're referring to Sasha as the blueprint on the cover of Vogue magazine. Uh, WWE. I know, Matt, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Nah, don't care. I know, I know, but just know our, our audience feels it for you. Um, but let's talk about this match. This was really, really fun, right? I mean, there were some uh, great moves involving all three teams. Um, I think that Sasha Banks and Bailey winning still felt earned. It didn't feel like it was just predetermined. I mean, this was almost a, I don't know where else you would put it on the card, but it's a shame that this had to open the show. I thought this was a very good match. Uh, Matt, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Yeah, it was good. I, who would you say won? Uh, Sasha and Bailey retained. Yeah, I don't think they should have won. Really? Who? The Iconics, because the the Iconics, the Iconics just started building. They started making them. I thought we were supposed to start taking them more seriously again. You know, I just think they're like a more real tag team. Yeah, I thought they looked good here. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Iconics. They did. They did, and they're good, and they're getting only be- and they're only getting better. But if you notice, the more they've given them, the better they've gotten. I just think I don't know. Any no offense to Bailey and whatnot and, and Sasha, but I don't know. I, I feel like they've been treading water for two years now. It's really about their one-on-one feud. I don't know how much more. What needs Why to do happen? We care? Once they yeah. get to it, like we again, we said this. I feel like a, a broken record. We said this like two years ago, yeah, like or a year ago. It feels like, and then they got to it. For, like they teased it, and even then, we didn't care. Um, I know I didn't. With a NXT roster of women that are, my opinion, way better, way wow. better. You don't think, dude? They're 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 more physically gifted. Some of their promos, I think, are better. Hmm. Um, I would say I would take the top three girls at NXT over those two any day of the week. Wow, any day of the week, dude. I'm because gonna... listen, there's something there's something to be said about once that bell rings, do you look like you're someone who can legit kick somebody's ass? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Sasha can't get on roller coaster rides halfway across the country, <laughs> let alone look like she's gonna kick somebody's ass. <laughs> and, and and then you have and then you have. The top three, top five on NXT, I would take that I think that they don't do enough with. Friggin', okay, you guys don't think you take you take Sasha or Bailey over Bel- Bianca Belair? It's it's different though. You're I mean, starting, I you're sta- hang on, hang on. You're yeah. starting a division. You're starting a women's division. You have a choice between those three. Who do you take? First pick. Who do you take? 
I'd, I'd probably take Bianca. But part of that is the psychology also of knowing that Bianca's at the start of her career. I mean, this almost seems weird to say, but I think Sasha and Bailey right now in the hierarchy of things are entering like, I'm not saying they're there yet, but like the Trish Lita territory is starting to look on the horizon in terms of like where they are at the stage in their career. You know, like they're not the young up and comers right now. And I think that now granted what they did was incredibly powerful and they helped further establish women's wrestling at an incredibly critical time. But I think that the younger women, because maybe they came up and benefited from the path that was blazed by them. I think that they're at an advantage because uh, Bianca Belair came into a much better athletic. environment. Yeah. Well, I think but they're, they're also allowed to be way more athletic. Think about when Bailey started. Yeah. Think about when Bailey sure. started training at the performance center and Sasha, that was still a diva's mentality when they walked into the door there. Like they are the ones that paved the way for Bianca and Rhea and all this talent now to have uh, substantially more of an impact on their careers from day one, because they were allowed to go in there and there were no restraints put on them and no expectations of what a female wrestler was supposed to be. So I respect them for that. But at the same time, so what like what happened what tonight with all the, with all the, with all the ring time they had in their ring tonight, that tag match what did you see that was more athletic than what we see from bianca belair and company i liked how they did even the win with uh alexa doing the twisted bliss and then the pin getting stolen um by sasha like i thought there were some really good three-way spots tonight the problem is that um okay bailey bailey is cooler now she's still not as cool as sasha but think about like four months ago how we were right. saying that bailey just looked like right like the Potsy compared to Sasha's Fonzie, like that's not as yeah. much of an issue. But I think it's the booking and the that's writing. True. I don't think it's I don't think it's them, and I don't think it's their athletic abilities. I just think that this is what they've been given. I mean, for I whatever reason, uh, athletic ability Glenn, is, is how you move around the ring. Yeah, um, how you sell, um, and some of your move set, not just your move set, not just spots, but how you move your footwork. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you. Go back and watch. Um, come on, who was this in the ring with Charlotte the other night? Come on, um, the one we really like, Oscar, who got screwed over. Oh, Rhea, Rhea, and uh, Rhea, yeah. So, so FYI, Rhea would be like my top three, pick. yeah. Um, but I'd want to help her with her promos a little bit, right? Yeah, but um, she looks like somebody who will kick your ass. I agree with um, that. Lacey, Lacey looks like someone who will kick your ass um well, and they're athletic as hell i just think they're i think the, that that crop of talent in my opinion i would rather have on my roster well, first pick over them by the same token to borrow a phrase from mr matt morgan uh lacy's not even on the card and bianca's wrestling matches on main event right now so i think that that and i think i guarantee you if sasha and bailey were still in nxt they would be putting on I'm going to say at least five times the matches they're doing on the main roster, they'd be in better angles. And I think they'd be doing more interesting stuff because it's better environment. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think the competition's really? way better than it was huh. when they were there. It was just those, four, it was just those three. It was just those four. Well, they're going to be on NXT. NXT. Okay. Dude, so Bella couldn't even get on TV. Bella couldn't even get on TV, um, which she should. Um, who else? Um, the, their new champ is freaking nasty too. Well, Austin so the best of them all. Wednesday, since they five, I pick over them. Okay, so since they retained tonight, we'll see Matt because Wednesday Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart are going to take on Bailey and Sasha on NXT. Tegan Knox, 
There's yeah. another one I would take. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now, I think the match they're All gonna right. put on Wednesday is going to be, I'm just gonna predict it. I think it's gonna be better than the output we've seen from Bailey and Sasha on SmackDown because they're in the NXT environment. Why couldn't it be not only that, but it's because of who well, their opponents well, it's only really Tegan. Jossie's still got a way to go, obviously. Yeah. She's getting better. But I think the but environment is part Tegan, of it. Yeah. If, it is, but if that was Tegan Knox and uh, Rhea, yeah. I would argue Rhea and, 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 and Knox would boost them up. Because it takes two to tango, and if you have a really good opponent out there, it makes life a hell of a lot easier. And again, they are more athletic. It's not. A, I don't even think it's debatable when it comes to athleticism. Hmm. Well, we'll see. This is good. This is, I think, uh, one of the more heated debates we've had recently. Justin, your thoughts? No, I just I, you, I know you knocked it for being an opening match. I think actually this is a great opening match. I think sometimes being you're not going to be in the main event. Sometimes being an opening match is great. So fun. I like I like the iconic iconics. I'm a big fan. Matt's right. You know you, you can look at you know who looks like they're going to kick ass. You know there are some questionables. Uh, there's some better choices in in visual appearance of who's going to kick ass in NXT compared to here. I like Sasha and Bailey only for the fact that because WWE actually has been consistent, they have not led up on this storyline. They have kept with it. So for that and WWE being consistent, it's a hard press these days. I'm okay with it because they obviously know they know what the endpoint is they want to get to. So I'm fine with it. I mean, do you care? Do you care when they face each other? I really don't. I will, but I will, but I I, I don't know. I will. I'm, okay. I'm so I'm into that. I mean, I and like and Matt, I I mean, I I legit like chuckled here. When you on the Sasha comment about the roller coasters, but at the same point, at the same point, I mean, I I love big guy wrestling, but look, I mean, the, there's there's some AEW guys we probably put over that are probably the same size as Sasha that we put over on Wednesday nights here. They're probably the same thing. They probably couldn't get on some roller coasters if we want to really get down that that hole of uh of what's the real height versus you know what's the real size. But uh, I don't know. I'm okay with it. For nothing else, WWE's consistent. So points for me. I agree. Rhea is terrifying, but of uh, some of the talent we're talking about, I think uh, uh, Billy and Payton, the Iconics, for some reason, like I, I think, I think they can make me cry with just their meanness and their attitude. When we, very when, we, when we say big, when we say big, we're not talking about Nia Jax here. Hmm. We're talking about class division one all American looking athlete like Charlotte and like Lacey. Rhea. Like Lacey, Lacey. Yeah. like um, they don't have to. Be, I'm not saying they got to be freaking skyscrapers here. I'm just saying, like again, if I, I don't know, I don't know how I can illustrate this. It's, I just don't buy. She's good on the mic. Sasha's good on the mic. I just don't buy her kicking anybody's ass. I don't. Let me say this: this is a compliment I don't think anyone's ever given that I've heard when talking about a wrestler before. If I had to hire any woman on the WWE roster to be my bodyguard, Rhea Ripley is 100% my first choice. Because I think Rhea just projects strength, intimidation. Badassery. Yeah, absolutely. She is the one. So some people say, might say Asuka. messing people, with her. Yeah, no one's messing with they Rhea Ripley. screwing with her already. Yeah. But they, the company just stopped screwing with her already. Yeah. She's a top flight talent. I don't know what they're doing with her. We need to work yeah. with her on her promos and get her back. She's damn she's talented i hope her kicking robert they're stone's they're ass. all talented oh yeah they're all talented to be clear good lord i wonder if we've ever had this kind of debate of like 20 people <laughs> you know what i mean oh, We're i know to throw into this somehow well and that kind of breeds i don't want to say resentment but that does kind of put who they choose to give airtime to under a greater microscope because to your point all six yes. women in that match tonight 
are taking away spots from yes. the Bianca Belairs, the Lacey Evans. Like, and what's crazy is I wouldn't have said this about Sasha I'd say two years ago because yeah. her shit talking was always so good. I've always loved yeah. her shit talking. She came out WrestleMania with Snoop. She was instantly over that moment on, and WWE dropped the ball with her. Um, yeah. my opinion that WrestleMania she should have won. Yeah, she's like a little too cool for a sidekick, almost. And speaking of Snoop, I thought this tonight when her and Bailey yes. are going up the ramp. Why did it take this many years of Sasha being in WWE on, on the quote unquote main roster until they finally got Snoop to do her theme song? Like she just switched the song within the last like eight months, and she, it's Snoop singing yeah. it. Like I was always like, why did it take this long to have? If Snoop Dogg's your cousin, why did it take this long WWE to have Snoop Dogg, who's a WWE fan, to be doing the theme music for Sasha Banks? I never understood why it took that long. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Steve Marcuccioli super chat is saying uh, Tegan Knox from NXT, uh, a talent that he thinks deserves more of a spotlight. Yes. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $5. 2016 Charlotte versus Sasha had some of the yes, they greatest did. women's matches I've ever seen, period. He's right. He's right. And it was a good big, we can't say big man, little man match. It was a good tall woman, shorter woman match, whatever the hell you want to call it. David versus Goliath story that they told. If you go back and you'll watch it. Oh, someone's saying this. Rhea Ripley's really only five foot seven. The way they shoot her, she looks like... How does she look so tall? Yeah. <laughs> she's like six three, maybe? She looks like... six foot. Yeah. yeah, she looks six foot. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, whatever they're doing with her I don't camera. Know, maybe it's... Maybe it's her outfit, her, muscle, her back muscles. She looks like she has long yeah. legs. Yeah. Still, wow. she's my five pick, seven, man. 5'7", said? 5'7", Yeah, 5'7", according to the internet. Yeah, oh my and God. And the chat room. The short 5'10", at least 5'10". Wow. Hey, I'm just saying, Wolverine's the biggest badass in the X-Men, and he's by no means the tallest. The tallest. Um, yeah. Nope. Uh, so let's talk about Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy tonight. After uh, the... Uh, the, uh, the urine sample heard around the world Friday night that Jeff Hardy threw in Sheamus's face. Tonight they had their match. Huge knockdown drag out. Lots of back and forth. But ultimately, Sheamus got the win. Um, I still think Jeff Hardy is uh, coming out ahead after Friday night. Yeah, I mean, what this is... By that? I'm just saying, like, you can kick my ass, but if I threw, like, a cup of urine in your face, like, I still feel like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... What's going on? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, this, this was great selling by Jeff. This is what I, I thought we would get. I yeah. did not think Jeff was going to lose though, for what it's worth. I thought this would be a one-off. <laughs> yeah. My guess is, I mean, obviously, yeah, with, with Seamus winning, this is not the end. Uh, interesting note. Uh, yeah. the next pay-per-view should be extreme rules. I saw the graphic yeah. WWE has the extreme rules. Colors are the Jeff Hardy, Hardy boys colors. It's, it's a different oh, extreme yeah. rule. You know, in the past years, the extreme rules it's graphics cool, have been, actually. Yeah, so I'm guessing that it'll probably be Sheamus for Jeff Hardy, Extreme Rules type of situation, ladder or something. It, um, yeah, the, the graphic was completely different. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, it's it's a it's a totally new take on the graphics. You know, like Jeff sold really well to Matt's point. My 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 biggest complaint about this match was this is a very personal feud. Obviously, all the the bringing in the real life demons and all that stuff. So I do not want to see both men come to the ring and me wait until the bell until they lock up like yeah. this if anything this is the yeah. one where you know jeff came out first and then sheamus came out jeff should be storming his ass at the ramp and taking him out why why does jeff even let him get in the ring what the what the f is that yeah. that that was my biggest problem is this did not start the way a personal blood feud should 
hundred percent. He's hundred percent right. When it's feud, same with I would argue Edge and Orton to some degree too, right? But they've oh, been yeah. in the ring for promos, getting up to this point. So maybe there's some base there you can throw. I don't know. Um, but he's right. When it's this heated and this personal, yeah, you're supposed to like meet the dude on the ramp, start throwing fisticuffs immediately. Yeah. Or even if the bell ring, like, I don't know. I just felt like it started too much like a traditional wrestling match. I had a problem with that. But you're right. It did. It, it did. It did. It did. I made that mistake before. Um, yeah, you're right. So I guess my question is, we've got a month till Extreme Rules. Like, they're going to just keep having to escalate this feud. So whatever we saw Friday, whatever we saw tonight, like, I mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was going to say, this could literally go down the toilet. Uh, but yeah, like, um, who knows what we're going to see on SmackDown in the coming weeks to build this. Uh, but yeah, I was... Surprise, Sheamus getting the win, but yes, that definitely signals that this is continuing. So it was good, though. It was a good match. Very intense. Um, we had Otis backstage with Mandy Rose teasing a cash-in tonight if Miz and Morrison had won. Um, we got the Raw Women's Title match, Nia Jax versus Asuka. Big back and forth. Kept both women looking very competitive, but it ended in a double countout, protecting both of them, Asuka retaining uh, due to that technicality. Yeah, again, continue more, protect both, as you said. You know, Nia Jax was the um, planned number one contender. Uh, had had Becky not gone away for had Becky not gone away due to the the pregnancy, um, Nia was was on the books to be the number one contender. So they stuck with that. Um, I think they probably, if I had to guess, it's just a guess, not a scoop. I would guess they probably still have the plan for Nia to eventually become champion, but they didn't want to just take it off Asuka this quick, so this is just their way of buying more time. Scoop Labar. No scoop. Well, No scoop. Sco- scoops McGee. I got no scoops. scoops McGee. I got no scoops. <laughs> no scoops. Well, what about these headlines that Charlotte's about to get a major push on Monday Night Raw? Do you think it'll be a triple-threaded Extreme Rules? Wait, what? Never, you can never count her out. <laughs> she's well, everywhere. So the 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 dirt sheets, as it were, are, have been saying that Charlotte, now that she's done in NXT, <laughs> is coming to Raw uh, and is going to get a major push. Asuka's the champion. Asuka obviously has uh, been defeated by Charlotte before. Um, it seems to me like a triple threat at Extreme Rules is the most obvious choice of having Charlotte defeat both women. I I, I, I think you got to keep this title on... Uh... Oscar a little bit longer here. I think she does need to get another clean win on Charlotte, even though I hate Charlotte losing. I do. Yeah. Um, she's my favorite. But I think it needs to happen. I, I, if I'm booking the show, I would keep Oscar strong. Yeah, I mean, I I think Charlotte going I mean, again. They they don't they, they Raw is really down on on established names, right? No no Becky, no Roman, no Brock. So I think you know I don't think I don't think reason. Charlotte. Okay. I don't think Charlotte moved the needle on Wednesday like they like Vince might have hoped and having her go there. I don't. I just she just didn't do it in the Wednesday Night War. Not to say she didn't hurt anything. I don't think she elevated the way she they thought. And so I think it looks at a case of Raw really needs some established credible names. So I think even if I don't I don't think Charlotte being involved necessarily means she's going to win the title. I just think it's just get her involved and get her on Monday nights because Monday nights just needs needs familiar faces from not you know just familiar names. So. Yeah. What'd you think though of the match tonight with Oscar and Nia, man? Good. Good psychology. That ending though, I feel like the double count out is such a 
It is. It doesn't help Oscar any, but this is when you book yourself in a corner when you book a a monster into the match versus your champion. Yeah. Usually your monster gets built up to lose to the champion. Or you're switching titles and the monster is going to be your champion. Mm-hmm. One or the other, not what we saw tonight. So this is a tough spot to be in. Yeah, it was a surprising finish. I think, um, but I don't know. But but maybe I'd be fine with this versus the alternative. If if they're not going to do a clean finish, and the other alternative is a DQ. Maybe I like. Maybe I'm okay with this. I don't know versus a DQ. If if if, if it's going to be one or the other, if it's not going to be a clean. So I don't no, know. No, I'm saying it should have been. I think Nijak should have lost cleanly. And they could have even had Charlotte distract. I mean, the same way that um, Oscar lost to Charlotte with Nia distracting last week. Right. Um, yep. I don't sort know. Tied a loose end too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But uh, we got the two-on-one handicap match for the Universal Title: The Miz and Morrison versus Braun Strowman. <sighs> is this um, what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. It's weird how they had the stip, not the co-champions thing, but oh, whoever pins Braun is going to be the champion. Uh, like getting into the weeds on the technicality of it, like it was ever an option. But I mean, we knew Braun was winning this. Yes, we did. And it was boring. And, and, too, no, long, and too long for what it should have been. Well, and no Bray reemergence. So do you think it's going to be Bray versus Braun for the title at Extreme Rules? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no. What I about don't. you, Scoops? What'd you hear? <laughs> Three scoops <laughs> of chocolate says, wait until SummerSlam. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is like... I don't well, text somebody, Justin. You text someone right now and you get Matt Come some on. answers. Um, yeah, what the hell? This was too long. I mean, yeah, this was too long. I it, it was Braun and Braun versus the Fiend is the next thing. I, I don't think you. I, I mean, I would try to hold it out to the big show. I, you know, the scoop is they're waiting for SummerSlam to try to do the first, the first somewhat back to normal show. I don't know. This was just. It was just. Yeah, and the technicality of whoever pins and becomes a champion. So you just right there. Okay, it's like. You know, we saw Miz break up a pin because he got jealous. He didn't want Morrison to get it. It was just dumb. The only thing I can say, it's fun watching their little goofy song be a, uh, you know, to the music of Van Halen's right now, essentially the same melody, which is funny because Van Halen right now, WWE used in 06 for a WWE on demand promo, which is one of my favorite promos I've ever done. Oh, yeah. Most people probably don't remember it, but so little minutia, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is too long. Didn't matter. Braun's still a champion. Give him an actual, actual, you know, challenger. Sorry. So what's your answer? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm what was the question? Tonight. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, Miz and Morrison are clearly stars of SmackDown um, for the amount of time they get, the amount of time these creative segments get. I wonder if they're going to be they're in something. Yeah. But who? what do you do? Do you put them back with New Day? Do you, uh, in a feud, do you have them go with Heavy Machinery? I, I could deal with Miz and Morrison on, on SmackDown being the unwelcoming committee to a Matt Riddle. Oh, that would be interesting. Better than Dolph, maybe. Anyhow, uh, let's talk about Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre retaining tonight. Lana providing a distraction. Um, man. This was we a all... good match, though. It was. This was a good match, I thought. I thought Bobby looked really good, but ultimately in the booking, though, it's like if they're going to keep Lana in this storyline with him um, and have him lose, I mean, I don't know. Like this, this felt like more the end than uh, a to be continued with Drew. 
as far as what do you mean? Drew well, the feud. Bobby? Yeah, Drew versus Bobby. I feel like Bobby's going to now have yeah. something with Lana, and who knows where that's going to go. Yeah. I was hoping match, tonight. I like the match. Yeah, I was hoping tonight was going to be like the even Lana turning, just the end of Lana Lashley, the thing that they, again, the Paul Heyman thing that started that never had any finish in the, right. in, in the, in the conception of it. Right. It just was open-ended uh, same, same way that He's they did great. the whole live Morgan interrupts having uh, the in, interrupts the wedding. Yep. They never had a follow up. And he, here's a scoop for you, Matt, Paul Heyman and WWE told the commentators do not make any mention of the word lesbian or live in Lana with a relationship. Don't make any mention of it. Because it was never Folks, meant. That's why he's the best color commentator in the game. Wait, there was never. There was never meant. To, yeah, there was never meant to have. You know, it's like they just end this already. This has no point. And what sucks is going into this. So why can't they do that with this? Why can't they just do that with this? Just cut it off. There's no exactly. more Bobby. That's it. Cut off because going yeah. into going into going into tonight with the um, consistency that they had booked Bobby to look like the badass he is, and considering it's like okay. Drew's been this babyface champion, but you're in this weird setting. He doesn't have the fan adulation, so maybe we can just take the title back off him, let him chase again when when we get back to normal. I don't like to bring it into play, but it was even mentioned on another podcast on Wrestling Inc. with myself and Nick. You know, given the the movement of of, of equality right now in the country, tonight was the best potential chance of Bobby Lashley becoming world champion in WWE. Tonight was the best chance ever, and the fact that it didn't happen, and they, and they're and they're still continuing this stupid thing with Lana. This to me is just like all right now he's just gonna go back down the slide into into nonsense, but so Drew's still champion. I'm not mad that Drew's still champion, but yeah, this was a chance, and they did here in this match what I wanted Sheamus and Hardy to do. Bobby got Drew in the damn full Nelson before the match even started. Drew hadn't even took oh, his yeah. ring, hadn't even took his ring gear off, and I'm like, this is what should have been done in the blood feud earlier, uh, you know. So yeah, I, yeah. That's a point. good match. Both guys I still, were. I still think we're. Work their asses off. Sorry. Work their ass off. Yes. That's way too much oxygen for what they did at the end with Lana. Like they, I hated that so much. It's a, actually, t- it's a title match. I felt like we should give it the oxygen, but I, I think spin Lana back you into should. something. You're correct. Spin Lana back into something with Liv. Let Liv like beat the crap out of Lana definitively in a few matches. Uh, but just get Lana away from Bobby. In fact, maybe that's the rematch yeah. on this. Is like everyone's barred from ringside. They're just going to go at it. Maybe a last man standing match. But it's hard to pull that off because one of the big points of the whole Live Lana thing was was also Rusev, and Rusev's not in the company oh, yeah. anymore. So. And Rusev and Lana were great. Like that's the thing with Lana is like I feel bad hating on Lana because a year ago, like absolutely loved her, thought the stuff she was doing with Rusev was great. Yeah. Like this is just a bad angle for her um, overall. I- I agree. I'm a fan. I'm I'm a fan of Rusev. I'm a fan of Lana. I'm a fan of Liv. But the but the whole situation of being put in for just crash TV for shock value, Jerry Springer. We have no follow up. Was stupid. Uh, Justin Lopez, two dollars, saying, "Think you got to do Drew versus Randy Orton next?" Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get we need to get Drew somebody that moves in the ring for him. I think creates movement. Um, so after this match and after Drew retaining, oh, Kelvin R. Alexander, thank you for the $2. No comment. Just here's some money uh, on behalf of Raj. Thank you. Um, let's talk about, oh, good Lord. Uh, 
the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits brawling backstage. I don't even what the hell was it? I don't know what it was. Um, there was a lot of fighting. There was a lot of comedy. There were golf clubs, bowling balls, uh, shields, chases. I kind of tuned out. Oh, Ivar's like flashback to eating turkey legs. Um, but I will say when ninjas showed up, and they were clearly ninjas in ninja gear, showed up on motorcycles, said, you know what? Maybe there's some potential here. And then somehow they managed to squander that even. What about the monster that was inside the trash compactor with them? Oh, yeah, at the end, the Star Wars ending, yeah. The, the, Star Wars. This, was, this was like this was like Monty Python uh, co combined with Mel Brooks Robin Hood Men in Tights combined with Rush Hour all blended together with no freaking ice. Wow. Here's the result of what here's the purpose. You want another scoop? Wow. Here's the purpose of this. This was meant to be let's put the stupidest effing thing possible so that way the greatest wrestling match ever doesn't have to follow anything tremendous. Oh, that's true. You know, it's funny you That's say no ice. Well, Matt Morgan, you can relate to this. How bad is it when you take the protein powder and you go to mix it up and you got no ice, you got no banana, you got no thickening agent, and you're just drinking or like, this is like weird chalky, like chocolate milk. Like the ice and the banana so really help. I'm the, the shake. Worst, I'm the worst person to ask this question to because I would take the, I just mix it up with this much water in my shaker cup. So, <laughs> you just I'm power it down your numb. This. You don't use ice? Um... No, I think you gotta use a real blender for all that. Oh, that's no, true. That's Lord, true. You just use a shaker cup just to get it done with quick. How many um, grams of protein do you require a day, Matt? The fans want to know. I take in fifty every uh, three hours. Oh wow! But Jesus, it's, it's, it's probably I probably piss a good for. Um, I would I probably only take, your body only takes like forty three to forty five of that. Wow. This discussion here about Matt's protein regimen, more interesting than the match or the non-match segment we saw tonight with the Viking Raiders <laughs> and the Street Profits. Wait, can I just say something? Do we is there anything here to give credit for for like trying like the photography not photography, I don't even know what you call it. The special effects stuff. Uh, again, nin nin ninjas on motorcycles. Maybe it's just like the seven-year-old boy in me that grew up in the '80s thinking ninjas were the coolest thing ever. Like ninjas on motorcycles what? is pretty hard to screw up. So almost more credit that they failed to make that interesting. It, it, it's to the same thing as Sasha and Billy. They have been right. oddly consistent every week to build with the Viking Raiders and Street Profits. So <laughs> they put this all this time into this. So it's like I guess again, tip of the cap. Right. A, a tip of the cap of, of consistent, I guess, but I just watch this. I'm like, well, this is certainly setting the bar low for what Orton and Edge have I, to follow. I meant as far as like the, the production stuff that they threw in there. Um, do you know what I mean? When they were like knocked delirious there for a couple of seconds on top of the garbage bags, and like he had like that flashback. And uh, what could somebody explain something? I did I miss something with this whole you're cute. You're not, not so much you. Like, what is that all about? I don't know. They're trying to make him the Otis of, of uh, Monday Night Raw. It's very awkward. It's it is. so awkward. It's, it's, it's like, I feel like I, I, hang on, I feel like I missed a hashtag on Twitter for like an entire week and I'm coming onto it late. Like, is there a joke I missed somewhere here? Well, it was from a previous skit, which I showed, but yeah, they I don't know. In, in all of their skits, which is weird because I think that, that Eric is the, 
better looking of the two, which is why I find it funnier that they do this. Well, also Eric, Eric so is the one weird. It's forced. Yeah. It isn't isn't I don't remember their their name. They're, Eric's the one who was Ray Rowe in the Indies, and, and he's yeah. actually the one who's married to Sarah Logan. So like he's actually like the no mar- I don't know about the other guy. I don't know his story. Maybe he, maybe they're so- just trying to get him a date. So, <laughs> that's what I mean. I don't know if it's a, like a, a joke that like the other guy's not married or something. Doesn't have a girl. This would never be like we're missing. Listen, Scoop, you got to find this one out for us because I have a feeling there's an inside joke here that why they started this, and we just don't know what it is because this doesn't make sense. Nobody yep. in real life does this. Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen in real life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. the Rick Root thing. Like if you just go out there and hang keep on. saying that yeah. somebody's mm-hmm. good looking and sexy. He's, mm-hmm. Hang on, he's 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 on the. Hang on, I know, I know, right I know. Matt, Matt's, Matt's, being, Matt's, Matt's being loud. Give me one more time. Okay, uh, I'll pass it on. He's uh, talking to the Bruce. Bruce, Bruce line two says we just wasted way more time on this. Move the f on to the main event. Let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the curtain jerker that gives you all this information by burying all the other talent. <laughs> hopefully that you'll put them over. When it's sometimes talk about their match, that we said thank you. J- Justin's gonna be publishing scoops like yeah. So apparently Ivar like backstage when, like all the women are into him. Like word on the street. Was, is. Hey, yeah. Spoiler like for spoilers and shit. I swear to God, guys, when I was a TNA, you could always tell my opinion who I used to think would give these report like <laughs> the stooge off the finishes and stuff and what was gonna happen on TV because like. They talk out of nowhere about guys like that weren't even on the show. Like I think they should give a push to you know suicide or or, or like just random people like out of let not really suicide, but people like that weren't even on the show out of nowhere and like bury all the every single thing. It's like there's some truth to this. It's usually a guy that you know what I mean. Not Matt, too Matt, happy. Have you uh, did you ever watch uh, like Rachel? Bobby Lashley is not, Bobby Lashley is not going out there and giving people finishes to the websites yeah <laughs> did you ever watch the departed yeah great really there is some i could do we could do a whole podcast on there is some truth to the send the bad information in and let's flush it out on the other side <laughs> that is very much a yeah. play in the uh yeah in the yeah so you're right the well, this guy is getting a lot of praise in this post over here. Who the who the hell's talk, who's he yes. talking to? That's a real thing. Like You're right. On, when I was there, I was like, dude, this dude's on velocity. Why? Why <laughs> not putting him over so hard? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say this: If Akira Tozawa's new gimmick <laughs> is that he's the leader of a gang of motorcycle riding ninjas, like I might watch Two Hundred Five Live to see if that's going to become his thing. <laughs> what do <are> you because <laughs> that's got potential dude like forget what You're uh correct with how over ninjas were when we were younger did, ninjas did, were the, yeah and did you ever have ninja ninja throwing stars i always remember we'd have one friend that somehow I got had a, them i had them because i don't i had an older brother who had them yeah. mm, and a boken do you remember do you remember what a boken was it was like a wooden sword i believe oh yeah yeah, yeah. we had nunchucks and my we i mean my brother i was allowed to use them but i did the throwing stars, man. Throwing stars, that was like the coolest thing you could have as a kid <laughs> in was. the 80s. It absolutely was. It was. The nunchucks, I realized after about 30 seconds, I was never going to get the hang of those. They're painful. They're yeah. painful if you never used them before. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we got a super chat here. Let me uh, do a little housekeeping, pay some bills. Uh, Alex Alberto G, $5. Has Lashley versus Lesnar lost all luster? 
that's a sentence. I know. Feels too I late. Know. No meaning. Them at SummerSlam doesn't seem interesting anymore. Both lost to Drew. I still would pay to see it because for me, I can forget about this garbage that they've how they booked Bobby and even Lesnar losing. For me, because Bobby has always since the day I seen him walking to OVW was like, this is Brock Lesnar's foil. And he just never did it. Well, I'm talking back in 2003, 2004, maybe. Here's the only way they could turn this around is if tomorrow night on Raw, Bobby Lashley is backstage talking to Lana and is like, woman, I got feelings for you, but you are my kryptonite. Like, ever since I've hooked up with you, like, I can't, I can't win anymore. Like, you are just bringing me down. We need to be separated. We need to lock you away from me, far away from me. And that's how I can win a match. I mean, yeah. I, Can't I even be in the building. About it. I do want to forget about it. His, his him versus Lesnar. I, I could easily suspend my disbelief. Yes. Because they're both real badasses. Also, I like to start statements sometime to my wife by saying, woman, I think that that really helps drive home any point when you're talking to the opposite sex. <laughs> yeah, you're recruiting for bruising, <laughs> yeah, as my true. dad would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife could totally kick my ass every time i started a sentence like that i'm like i need to run and hide like this could go so horribly on that note uh keith robinson buck 99 saying the unsung hero of the greatest match was samoa joe we'll talk about that because after yes. after the the ninjas and the the dumpster and the, it literally ended in a dumpster this match um, we then had Edge versus Randy Orton in the greatest wrestling match ever tonight. So I'll give, ever. uh, you know, obviously we, we talked about some of it already. I'll give some credit to, I like, at least they attempted to put some creative elements. I like the fact that the referees in the old school, uh, WBF, you know, uh, blue shirt, bow tie. I like the. MSG microphone being lowered. They they use Howard Finkel. So I like the fact awesome. that at least, yeah, I like that they're at least like taking a wink wink to like traditional pro wrestling. Sure. Uh, and and the match certainly. I mean, you could put this as a match that I could certainly see happening in 1987 and holding up. Uh, you know, like it it, it, it even better. So like, I like they tried to put elements to make it special. Um, the biggest thing I'll take. I, I teased it earlier. We talked about it. You know. They made a big deal out of Edge kicking out of the RKO, which not a lot of people do necessarily. And they, of course, they all kick. They had false finishes, blah blah blah. I've always thought that they've make a big deal about Orton teasing the punt, and he teased it early in the match. And like he hasn't hit the punt since like the sixth grade picnic. They have not had the punt working forever. But I'm glad that with the tricks of cameras and it be pre-taped, the punt made it look good editing, and that's what was the finish. I like the fact they used something that actually is devastating if it was really done to somebody as the finish, and that's what it was. So I was worried that the finish for the greatest pro wrestling match was going to be something too unbelievable, but a punt is about as basic as it is. Kicking a man in the freaking head. So I like that. I like that a lot. And he has a history of taking people out with that. He does, but in the, in between that time... Havoc. But in between that time, he teases it a lot, and then he... he, he not gracefully misses it, so I'm glad that they utilized it here. Yeah. And I guess the other thing to take away here is is now that we've got to it, is the news came out. Wrestling Inc. had it posted earlier. Um, so if you saw this before the match, uh, you would know that it was a 
you know, posted, it was reported by Fightful and then also picked up and added on by F, uh, F4W Online that this match was taped a week earlier. Yeah. Edge tore his triceps Ooh. in this match. So as I'm watching this, uh, I'm trying to, God. I'm trying to find God. where he tore the triceps. I still haven't called it. I'm going to watch it back tomorrow and see if I can find where, but Edge tore his triceps. So, you know, Randy Orton wins, but this is the last match for Edge for at least eight months. But based upon based upon that injury history. Oh my god, I did not know that. Jeez. So, which that would timeline it. That would if 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 he if he can rehab and get good in eight months, that would timeline him that he could come back and maybe do an actual traditional WrestleMania match. Hopefully, if WrestleMania is in the venue it's supposed to be in next uh, end of next March. Hopefully, let's let's hope. Wow. Well, he certainly left it all out there in the ring tonight. I mean, this was for both men, right? I'm trying to even think of what was the last match either of them wrestled that was this long, this intense. Well, I, I mean, mean, their their WrestleMania match wasn't it was a little bit shorter than this, but the WrestleMania match was was really long. It was again, it was it, it turned into a backstage brawl, it was, you know, pre tape yeah. mania match. Um, this felt I, considerably I, longer. Maybe it wasn't. Well, it's was because it was all in one location, you know, and it was counters and false finishes, you know, so it was in one location. But Randy Orton, uh, if anybody hates on Randy Orton, you know, he's boring. Randy Orton accomplished a lot very young, so it's very easy to think that he's gotten stale or redundant. But Randy Orton is literally one of the best ever. And if you argue with me, you don't know a fucking thing. You don't know a thing about what it means to be a good pro wrestler. Randy Orton is one of the well, best right ever. There. You just opened yourself up to the comment section on Twitter, my friend. But let him let, let um, him. But you're correct. Let them come at. Well, there's no. nothing they can say that's that, that's going to be. And I don't think that's controversial. Randy right now is having a Randy sans on Twitter. Like, I mean, he's just like become a, like a baby face, massively over. He's got the best Twitter game right now. Very positive. No, most um, of the internet fans do not like him. They think he's boring. Because they know nothing. They know nothing. I, they think they're, they think they're the smartest, and they're the ones that get outworked the most. They know nothing. I, I agree with it as far as psychology goes and the whole package that, yes, Randy's definitely one of the all-time greats, for sure. How, how can you argue it? But um, I'm telling you, the kids, the, the kids that's how old I feel, um, that have been watching wrestling since Daniel Bryan became champion, let's say, don't know that. Hmm. They, they, think, they think somebody like um, AJ's career is better than, let's say, Randy's. Which I like AJ better as a wrestler, but he'd have the career that Randy's had. Randy's had a Hall of Fame career five years ago. Five years ago, six years ago. The, you still could have put him in. The best thing about Randy and Edge is this seems Randy is the most engaged he has been since his return. Uh, what was it, in 2016 or 2017 when he came back? He was engaged a few times. They just screwed yeah. him up. He was engaged with FTR. They screwed that up. Yeah, was like was about, but I mean, match-wise, he. I think the biggest knock on Randy is he seems like he's sort of phoning it in sometimes. Yeah. P.S. His phoning it in. His promo was pretty good. Correct. His phoning. His phoning it in is better than ninety-nine percent of everybody else's. Well, and again, something that worked against him in the grand perspective is that from like '04 to '09, he accomplished so much it was like well what's left for this guy to do it's gonna anything he does after this fact it's like what's left for him to do 
he, it's like a stabbing after a shooting. It really is. It, there's, what do you yeah. do after that? What's your on-court performance? You've been the champion 3,000 times. You've won everything there is to win. There's nothing else to do. Right. Um, I, I agree. This is the, you usually try to change your character, right, by then and develop. And I think that's where he kind of staggered a little bit there. I almost wonder if due to the ratings situation, I could see him taking the title off Drew when they think we need a safe champ like that's going to have some appeal to people that maybe are a little lapsed. Like this is a way that we could perhaps get some of those ratings back by putting Randy at top, especially since he's on a trajectory right now coming off. I mean, he's hot. He's really hot. How has he been in forever coming off of this match? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to translate into ratings. And again, obviously, I'm sitting here singing his praises. Nobody I, will. I think Orton Nobody is. Will. I think. I think to make the audible to put the belt on Orton works if you have a live event situation because he's a live yeah. event guy that might be able to move some tickets. But I don't know if Good as goal. long as as long as I stick in the PC, I don't know if that's really the the move to make. So wrestling enthusiast Buck ninety nine is saying maybe the tear happened during the crossbody. He had a bruise at the end. Um, Joalit Barwane, 699 Canadian, saying, I'm so glad the punt is so protected. Hopefully, Edge gets healthy so they can have a hell in the cell. I quit match to end it all at WrestleMania. That would be something. I mean, that would be the setup. If he's healthy, like I said, if he's healthy by the time Mania comes around, they're now one and one in this in this feud currently. So, yeah, I mean, the rubber match, yeah, maybe a big epic stipulation. Yeah. This was, I mean, this match tonight, if this had not been called the greatest wrestling match ever, if they had just put this on and it went out there tonight. Um, I would have said this was amazing. This was an awesome, yeah. well done, well told story. Great match. They all, they both were all in and then some. And for fans that were listening and watching, go back and watch. When we talk about the stuff that makes Randy Orton, Randy Orton. Watch all the little things Randy does. When you hear other wrestlers say, oh, it's the little things that you do that really make you stick out and become a star. I'll give you an example. During the match when Edge goes to shoot Randy off, Randy kind of looked, and Joe called it, like, out of it already. Watch Randy's foot. He always does this sell job where he looks like he's rolling his ankle. Go back and watch. Whenever Randy Orton sells, he does this gimmick where he always rolls his ankle. So imagine if you rolled your ankle, like in real life, what it would look like. Randy knows how to do that with his ankle in real life and not hurt himself. It's like the littlest, littlest detail he always does when he's selling. And he doesn't take one second of body language away from anything that he's doing on the cell. He is really that good. You have to see what I'm saying, guys. Go back and watch it. Hmm. It was so a really good, good match. So good. Removed from all the hype in the buildup, I think uh, there's a lot there. It's just, yeah, it's just, no one does this. No musician says, I'm releasing the greatest album <laughs> of all time. I'm releasing the greatest movie of all time. Because you, the reviews write themselves. Hey, they needed something. They I know. they went with this. It is what it is. But this was a great match. I, I did I did like it a lot. It's really good. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow in the follow up to this. But yeah, it sounds like Edge is going to be out for a while. And uh, what was what was Randy whispering to Edge as they was oh, like... I could have sworn he said he's effing going to kill him. <laughs> I could be wrong, but that is what I thought I took from that. Okay, and I don't well, know. I don't know when you're referencing it. You after the match. On the announce table. On the announce table. Oh, no, I don't know that. 
I I know after the match when after he pinned him, he like he got close to Edge and said, uh, you know, you're you're done. Go home to Beth. Go home to the kids. Ruby and Lyric. Tell them Uncle Randy sent you. And he like just slapped him on the chest and got up. That was that was after the match. I don't I don't know what he said on the table. Oh yeah, said so tell them Uncle Randy said hi. Um, yeah, said hi, that's right. So there you have it. I mean, this was a different pay per view on many, many, many levels tonight. Um, overall, what'd you think, Matt? I thought it was a good job. I liked the pay per view. Honestly, I didn't hate. It. I liked it. I thought there was a lot of different, I don't know, like levels to it. That makes sense. Like we made fun of the Ibar stuff and whatnot, but it did do a good job of going in a completely weird, different direction altogether to set up for that main event, which I thought was good. Again, I thought this was so different with the production stuff that they did in this match. I really liked it. I hope they do more of it. We shall see. Uh, Justin, what else is going on in the world of wrestling? That's it. That's all that matters. That's it. it. No scoops? Nope. Nothing? Nope. Zero. (laughs) Ice cream shop is shut down. We're done. (laughs) I I, I snorted. (laughs) That's how much I laughed at that. Jared Wilson, 490. You're the big newsbreaker here. I am not the big newsbreaker. Yes, I'm not are. the no, I'm not. You can't walk it back. You can't put the GD back in the bottle. You are the big newsbreaker here. We Matt Morgan, pay attention. Raj, uh, bylines more newsbreaker. Here, you know, here's my trick. I'll give you my trick right now. I'll, 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 I'll let everybody know. My trick is this: if I know stuff, if I know it, I don't report it. I use it to help steer my opinion. So that way, if my opinion is correct, Labar looks smarter. Labar's not out there on the hook when things changes because Labar's been there. Labar had it in the past when things are going to happen. Raj's boy, you know, like things are going to happen. Things change. So you know what? I just save it. I give my opinion. So if you listen and read between the lines when I give my opinion, maybe you'll figure something out. I don't do the, the, the reporting. I just don't do it. All right. Really, really, really quick. That's the Jared secret. Wilson, 499 Super Chat. I'm going to come back to that. I wanted this to go away. This was Orton's best match since his feud with Christian back in 2011. Great match between Edge, Orton. Uh, very enjoyable. That is a good call about his, his series versus Christian. Now, those were very good ones as well. When Christian was champion, they went back and forth, I think, with the championship at one point. Now, back to you. Why are you referring to yourself as Labar? <laughs> Make sure everybody <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Leon's Duncan, five dollars. Last super chat, I promise. Hey, Raj wants you to super chat it up as much as you want. Uh, I go to Lesnar versus Drew versus Lashley. Bobby wins, then Bobby versus yeah. Lesnar solo. Bobby wins. Bobby versus Drew rematch. Bobby then feels big. I'd be down with that. Gotta okay. get rid of Lana though, and that's and that's how you tell it storyline wise. Like, yeah. look, I've I've been there. Yeah. We've all been there. We've had friends, uh, male and female, that make a bad relationship decision that holds them back in life. And I think that's how you explain it with Bobby. Uh, and I think he can come back in a heartbeat. Got to get rid of Lana. That's even too much, even. that We've seen them just cut storylines out of left field. This is one they just need to cut. Have you ever had, and I've had this with uh, like a, a female uh-huh. friend, coincidentally dating a man. She went through so much drama with her boyfriend. I kind of I wanted to be there and see the breakup. It felt very cathartic. 
I felt like, <laughs> and Why, that's, because you feel like you you experienced all the bad stuff. Yeah, I was like, that. I need to yeah. see this. I need to, and I feel with Bobby Alana, <laughs> no. it's kind of the same thing. I need to experience this. <laughs> I feel like I'm owed. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not male. It's not female. I'm just saying. I lived through the drama. I feel you like really I emotionally invested so yeah. much. You were there during the hard times, the great times, the bad. I times. need closure for me. You need to see this. Yeah, I need to see it. <laughs> uh, what's up with Chris Statlander? People in the chat are saying uh, she has an injury, ACL. Yeah, tore her ACL. Uh, she. she no. uh, yeah. So another. So her and Britt now both out. AEW can't catch a break, man, with the women. Uh, that stinks. Yeah, I mean, I think she. Tore, I think she even said. I think she confirmed on on social media she tore doing a dive. Um, dive to the outside wow i mean which you know like uh, maybe maybe it was orton uh, maybe, i don't know glenn i don't know if you know this back name i think orton even said recently in an interview like he like when asked about like aew and wb styles like you know no disrespect to the guys and girls in aew but sometimes that that style which also is done in other promotions like you got to think long term you got to think like not a five-year career, but like, what's a fifteen-year career? What can you do every True. night? And like, some of the work rate and some of the style and expectations yeah. in, in AEW and other promotions is that's not a that that's not a fifteen-year plan. That's a that's a five-year uh, plan at best. Um, and when you're on the road doing house shows, eventually, which AEW is not doing, you're gonna have to when they start doing those, they're gonna have to really a lot of them are gonna have to reset. Like Daniel Bryan did a good job with that. See, Daniel Bryan also was a submission wrestler too. He does everything. Mm-hmm. You remember, but like at first, don't you remember them always making a big deal with Daniel Bryan always doing the dive? Mm-hmm. You know, that um, <clears throat> kind of like took it back without being boring in the ring. Still, he was still exciting to watch. Still to this day, he's exciting for me to watch. Stuff he was doing with AJ Chain wrestling, I was, I thought was awesome. Yeah, and like you know, like people, you know, I know I know Cena's a lot removed these days. He's in Hollywood, but like you know, when Cena was in his peak, people got on Cena for the the five moves, five of, moves doom. of doom, and it's like. Look, just like Bret Hart in the 90s, Bret Hart had Russian leg sweep, elbow from the middle uh, rope, sharpshooter. Like, every big name has signature moves and sequences they go to. And, yeah, like, John proved on, like, big nights that he would pull out different things for the moment. But, like, if you're if you're the guy that's got so much money, millions of dollars of investment on your shoulders, hmm. you got to do things that are... Yeah, yeah, you got to do things that are, that are going to help right. longevity. Like, I know people got on Cena. Like, Cena would hold his hands up more, uh, obviously, to do chair shots or whatever. Like, yeah, okay, I'm sorry he's not Balls Mahoney of ECW 97, not taking chair shots straight Thank to the God head. He did. Exactly. It's it, it, you got to think longevity. If, if you're in front of 5,000 people on a house show, yeah, put those damn hands up. Let It's like... Always put them up. Yeah, longevity. Also, well, also this, um, Jim Ross used to tell us when we were in OVW that pick five moves and do them well. Yeah. That's what he used to tell us. Sure. That's what he but don't you think Absolutely. Chris is young enough in her televised career that she's just, one, she's not there yet. Two, she's trying to make a name. I think once you get established and once you're over with the crowd, it's a lot easier to go out there and give them the greatest hits rather than when you're trying to establish yourself and get noticed. Yes, that's the conundrum. I agree with that as a younger talent. I remember, I told you guys, I did a 
shooting star press and Cornette walked in and told me if I ever did it again, I'd be fired. <laughs> They're not paying me to be a five, a seven foot Ray Mysterio. But yeah. still, um, it was in my head that I've got to show them I'm more athletic than the average giant. I have to, I have to, I have to, you yeah. know, and that, that takes a while to get out of your system. And that's and like, you know, I can't, I can't, I have nothing to debunk Matt's story there. Cause that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a real uh, case of point here. But even with Chris, I, I would say, I would argue with Chris Statlander, if she was just another girl that's out there trying to just look, just trying not to be look, look sexy and be athletic, but she actually tries to have a gimmick, maybe even a little bit over the top and hokey, but she like, she like commits to this like alien gimmick. I would think if you're a talent who actually has like some gimmick with substance and has all these other elements you can do, she, she boops the noses. That's her way of communicating. It's like, she should do less athletic, not athletic, but dangerous things, right? Yes. That's what I'm getting at. Like she can it, rely more on the gimmick. Yes. She's not just in yeah. generic. She's not just in generic ring gear sure. with generic name. Got to do something to really wow. She actually has yeah. a gimmick. So that's what throws me off with her. That's a good point. We shall see. Um, so, Eddie Omang, Buck99, do you guys think Jericho will ever come back to WWE? Yeah. Hall of Fame? I do. I, I, yeah, maybe the Hall of Fame or what, whatever, but I bet you he absolutely will. Definitely. He's got too, too, too much yeah. of a storied career there. You're right. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's, ne- it's, ne- it's never say never about any talent, I, I it- believe. If, if Bret Hart can make amends and come back after the screw job and his brother dying in WWE, if Ultimate Warrior can come back with after the things that were said and done and documentaries done, if Hulk Hogan come like, you know, like how many people, you know, look at who are the major players who have never come back. There's there's nobody. What n- nails supposedly choked out Vince McMahon <laughs> over a money negotiation? Well, we've never seen nails again. But nails was never Macho a man. Well, the only one. My, and, and 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 had he not uh, died prematurely, he probably oh, no. eventually. You think, based upon what we hear from the people around him. So yeah, mm-hmm. the 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 water is always it's always water under the bridge. CM Punk, maybe one day. Business. Oh, that's a good call. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. One is- day. Joey Adorgen's pointing out in the chat, Jericho's 50 in a few months. I think in two years or whenever his contract is up, I could see him. I, I think there will be a very lucrative deal that will lure him back to end his career in WWE. To wrestle at 52? Maybe. I mean, maybe just for like one run, Hall of Fame, and Rum- then he's... R- Rumble entry and then Hall of Fame, Mania Weekend. Okay. Yeah. I hope they do a big job. I hope they do a big deal for him when it comes time because he's probably deserve it of it for sure um also what's with uh bailey and the stupid idiot stuff speaking of jericho like man it's like with sasha and the blueprint bailey and jericho's stupid idiot like Thank get some you, original Glenn. stuff yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a little things it's a little things that just annoy me uh so i think that's it guys Wow, we guys, we got over a thousand people watching us live. This is insane. This is amazing. Is that good? Is that, that's, is that good? That's great. I mean, we we get close to this a lot, but whenever it breaks a thousand, I'm always like, this is this is just nuts. It was the greatest podcast ever, Glenn. Don't act so damn surprised. There you have yeah, it. I could have um, did a dance before, kid. Yeah. So uh, he's at BP Matt Morgan, and uh, because people were asking, text Blueprint to two two five two five to support Matt's campaign and what he's running for. Thank it's, you, uh, guys. Thanks, guys and gals. 
Do it. Appreciate it. Do it. Incredibly simple. Do it. We talked about it last week. Do it. And uh, 24 hours from now, we're going to be back here to talk about Raw. So, Matt Morgan, get some rest. You, you're you working like crazy. You're watching the wrestling. You're talking about the wrestling. Justin Labar, uh, maybe you could do it. You know, you and, you and me both. We could we could do a little more physical activity. We could we're we're, we're like eighty percenters. We could not giving as much as Matt Morgan. He's making us look like schlubs here. <laughs> so we could step it up, Labar, and I will as well. We'll be back here tomorrow night to talk about Raw. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar, Macklin Rubenstein. Till then, stay sa- safe, stay healthy, stay sane. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Go to bed. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park